As we enter flu season, I'm super excited to share that we are finally launching a comprehensive immune support product. It's called Immune Support, and it's a targeted blend of nutrients designed to provide a broad spectrum support to the body's immune reserves to keep you healthy and functioning at your best, despite the increased risk of seasonal illness during this time. The formulation includes quercetin, a powerful bioflavonoid that aids in supporting the immune system. Next, it includes vitamin C and N-acetylcysteine as potent antioxidants to promote respiratory function and support the function of quercetin. And lastly, it has vitamin D3 and zinc, which are important micronutrients needed to create a robust immune reserve. This blend includes all of the above, 600 milligrams of vitamin C, 2,500 IUs of D3, 25 milligrams of achelated zinc, 600 milligrams of N-acetylcysteine, and 250 milligrams of quercetin are in two capsules. And this product was formulated with those dosages in mind to be safe for those that are pregnant or lactating. If you want more, however, you can easily double the dose of the product, and it can also be combined with your daily complete multivitamin or my favorite product, mitochondrial complex. Research has shown that those taking this blend of nutrients fare much better with illnesses like viruses, making this the perfect time of year to stock up on immune support. In addition to being a fantastic option for anybody looking to boost immune reserves and support a healthy immune response, a bottle of immune support would fit perfect in your loved one's holiday stocking. Use code immune support for 10% off at yourlongevityblueprint.com. Now back to the show. I've got some mind-blowing knowledge for you today. Your incredible body is made up of a mind-boggling 30 trillion cells, and you know what? Each of those cells is begging for minerals to function like a well-oiled machine and keep you rocking that awesome life of yours. But here's the shocking truth. Research reveals that a whopping 70% of people are seriously lacking in minerals. Why? It's all thanks to lousy soil quality, subpar diets, and not-so-stellar lifestyle choices. And let me tell you, being mineral deficient isn't a joke. That's because mineral deficiency zaps your energy, weakens your immune system, and opens up a can of worms with countless other health issues. Now, get this, the soil we rely on for growing our nutritious plants is as barren as a desert when it comes to minerals. And those plants growing in that sad excuse for soil, well, they're deficient too, and so are the animals munching on those plants. So when you consume those plants and animals, you're right there in that deficiency club too. But hold on, no need to panic. I have a game-changing solution to tackle mineral deficiency head-on and supercharge your cells to reach their maximum energy potential. And it's as easy as changing how you start your day each morning. My friend Dave Asprey personally crafted Danger Coffee to effortlessly increase your energy levels and give your body the mineral makeover it craves all in one steaming cup of joe. This stuff will take you to your highest level, a bold way of living like never before. And when you're firing on all cylinders, you'll show up in the world like a total rock star. Let's be clear, Danger Coffee isn't some kind of miracle potion, but it is, however, a powerful tool to help you take on stress, squash anxiety, and obliterate those pesky nutrient deficiencies. So are you ready to kick things into high gear, leading a life of pursuing greatness and becoming a better version of yourself? Whether you're an athlete, entrepreneur, artist, parent, or a partner like my Eric who adores coffee, it's time to fuel every day with a mineral upgrade. To try Danger Coffee, use the link I'll post in the show notes. And before I forget, use my discount code Dr. Gray and you'll score a sweet 10% off your order. You need vitamin C and copper. Not taking the copper with the zinc, with the vitamin C, you're going to reduce all of your copper stores and become depleted. Welcome to the Your Longevity Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Gray. My number one goal with the show is to help you discover your personalized plan to build your dream health and live a longer, happier, truly healthier life. Today you get to hear again from Dr. Edward Griffin. Our topics are silver and copper. This is part two of a two-part series. In part one, he shared the history and science of silver to support the immune system, healing, and regeneration. In part two today, he'll share the history and science of copper, how important copper is for bone and joint, hair, skin, and nail, cardiovascular health, and energy and metabolism. You'll hear how this company's products are truly safe, pure, and effective. Let's get started. So let's move on to copper. We talked a lot about silver, but you have a newer product, copper. So tell us what copper is. And similarly, like we did with silver, let's go on to kind of the science and history just behind copper use. That's perfect. I use that the same way as same way we talked about silver with the history, why we used it in the past, but now how we use it today and what it's good for. So I think 
so many uses. And this is something that people hear both silver and copper and they're like, oh, aren't those metals, aren't metals bad for us? No, no, they're, we actually need some of these. And copper is actually the third most abundant trace mineral in the human body. So very important there. But let's talk again about the history. Back again, before Hippocrates, uh, medical use of copper was first written in something called the Smith Papyrus. So this is one of the oldest known medical texts found in Egypt. And it should really be called, I believe it should be called the Pharaoh's Papyrus or the Egyptian Papyrus. But Smith was the guy that bought it in like the 1800s, I think. And it got named after him. But it should be the ancient Egyptian papyrus because it has so many references and it's one of the oldest known medical texts out there. Hippocrates, again, talked about copper in his writings. Cornelius Celsus wrote about it in the De Medicina. So such a history of copper being used. Uh, and then copper bracelets were tools of ancient healers. We had it in how about brass doorknobs, brass bed knobs, all those things because of the antimicrobial properties. Again, we didn't understand it, but why would a doorknob be made of brass? Well, it's a combination of copper in brass. What is it? Copper and tin, I think, is... I can't even remember what the other I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's an alloy, so it's two things together, but copper makes up brass. And it's the copper is what's antimicrobial. It makes sense on a doorknob. Even silver doorknobs, again, same thing. That's why, they, if they're actually made of real silver. Uh, and then think about even uh, like the Tommy Fit coppers and the copper knee braces, yep. and elbow braces, yep. treating from the outside. I tell people all the time is my grandfather wore a copper ring. He actually made his own copper ring and he swore that it helped his hands and his arthritis. So, yeah, I think it's fascinating the history that we have talking about copper. So where do we get copper in our diets? So where do we get copper in our lifestyle is Mostly in our diet is where we used to get it. Organ meats, oysters, shellfish, whole grains, leafy greens, shiitake mushrooms, nuts, bee pollen, dark chocolate are all great sources. The other one not on here is water. We used to have copper pipes throughout our houses. Right. So if we have an older house that still has copper pipes, we're getting a little bit of copper from our pipes. But most people don't drink from their taps anymore. We have bottled water. We've got, you know, reverse osmosis water that's taking the minerals out of everything. So we're not getting it in our waters as we used to. But now with that diet rich in copper, think about we're only absorbing 30 to 40 percent of what used to be in our foods. So think about that. So even if we feel like we're getting enough of these copper rich foods, we're only absorbing 30 to 40 percent of this partially because of our GI issues, that leaky gut that we mentioned, and I'll refer to here in a minute. But also, how about the reduction in our foods? Over the last 40 to 50 years, modern agriculture, we've chosen seeds because of their size, because of color, but forsaken the nutrient density. So we've gotten away from nutrition, but we want the food to look pretty, to be bigger, but not necessarily as nutritional. Uh, fertilizers. We add certain nutrients into our plants in order to make them grow faster, but at the detriment of others. Also think about pesticides and insecticides that actually work as chelators, drawing minerals out of our food. Sure. Yeah. And then add into transportation. The farther a food travels, it loses nutrients as it's been stored or traveled. So, so many things that we decrease our nutrition but not really changing the calories at all. Now, especially if you take a look at that picture that's on the screen there, I, if we can show that, I don't know if, you can show, if we can show it on the Zoom here, but uh, the dramatic loss of copper in our vegetables. So you can see so many vegetables have lost their minerals, but especially copper, copper being one of the most uh, depleted in our soils. As much as 70 to 80%. It's really interesting because when we talk about that, and I mentioned this in my book, I, I don't think I mentioned copper at all, um, but I talked a lot about the magnesium depletion. And yeah. you're basically saying copper supersedes <laughs> the magnesium exactly. depletion. And I, that was something I was unaware of. So yeah. yeah I think point. magnesium is in that like 60% range, I think, looking at that graphic there. I'm, I'm also colorblind, so I can't really tell the colors <laughs> in the picture. Well, copper but, uh, looks like it's the highest up at, yeah. But copper is definitely the highest one, is at almost 80% decreased. Yep. 
So not only 80% reduction, but we're only absorbing 30 to 40% of 80% less that we got 50 years ago. So it's mind-blowing how little we're getting into in our diets. So some of the factors that lead to copper deficiencies, malnutrition. I would argue today, and I I don't think you'll disagree with me at all here, we have an obesity epidemic, Mm -hmm. but I believe we have a malnourishment epidemic. Yeah, we get agreed. more calories, but less nutrition than ever before in history. And that has led to obesity. Jump into the high zinc, high vitamin C intake. Not that that's bad. We've been told over the last several years to support our immune systems with zinc and vitamin C, but at the detriment of copper. So copper is an antagonist. It balances out, but you use both. You need zinc and copper. You need vitamin C and copper. So not taking the copper with the zinc, with the vitamin C, you're going to reduce all of your copper stores and become depleted. Now take in effect all the GI issues from leaky gut to chronic diarrhea, chronic Crohn's disease, celiac disease. How many people come into a clinic or have a problem, gas, bloating, GI issues? I would say almost everybody that I talk to has some kind of a GI disturbance, partially because of this. Add into things, increase of kidney disease, high fructose corn syrup in all of our foods. We now have less acid in our stomach, use of antacids. We cannot break down the food that we are intaking. So we're getting less and less nutrition from the food. And do you know how many times you're supposed to chew food before you swallow it? Like 30 or something. It's supposed to be 30. You're supposed to chew food 30 times. Nobody does that. So not only are we not chewing enough, Now our acid is decreased and we're not absorbing the foods that we should. So, so important about just general health is how about chew your food? That's one of the first things to tell anybody. Uh, You want to lose weight? Chew your food. You're getting exercise because you're chewing, you're using your jaw more and you're breaking it down so your body can now absorb it better. So some of the deficiency symptoms, we've talked about deficiency a lot, is chronic inflammation, fatigue muscle weakness, brittle bones, memory loss, changes in vision, heart disease, pale skin, white hair, susceptibility to sickness, all signs of copper deficiency. I did leave out one on there, the anemia. This is huge when we're talking about copper. And what I like to point out to most people is copper is so important in your red blood cells, making red blood cells, supporting the red blood cells, supporting the iron carrying capacity of your blood cells. So what makes blood cells red is oxygen coming into contact with iron, but you need copper. We don't have iron deficiency anemia. We have iron dysfunction. We actually have copper deficiency. We need copper or cuproenzymes in order to support the iron carrying of our oxygen and the iron carrying capacity. Now, so, I'm going to pause you right here too, because that's super interesting to me. And in that I remember when we had training with you, that was something I was unaware of. So in patients who do have iron deficiency anemia, who we can't get their iron up, I know you were saying, consider supplementing with copper. That really yeah. could help that dysfunction. We actually have a study with um, a, a naturopath in, in California. I won't mention any names, but a, a naturopath in California who did a study with us actually utilized copper with her anemic patient and reversed her anemia, just adding copper into her protocol. That's great because sometimes those cases are challenging. That's great. Yeah. Well, it's challenging. And I, I try to appeal to everybody's kind of sense of, and I really believe we need to go back to the basics. We get so caught up in medicine with how does this drug work? How does this do this? How about anatomy and physiology? It all starts with basic anatomy and physiology. What's the physiology of blood carrying oxygen? And if you get back to it, it's ceruloplasmin is the enzyme that you can measure in your blood that actually helps to support iron utilization. But I also talk about that iron. We've supplemented with all kinds of iron. Our foods are fortified with iron like crazy. Why do we still have so much anemia? If we've got all all this iron going into our foods, why do we still have anemia? Well, something else must be the problem. It's not the iron. So we have iron dysfunction. Um, There's a great book out there, if you haven't read it yet, called Cure Your Fatigue. 
by Morley Robbins, where he gets into some of the reasons. And so anytime I think iron and oxygen, that is oxidative damage. I mean, right. we need iron and oxygen to carry our oxygen in our blood, but oxidative damage, we got all this excess iron storing on our tissues. Maybe that's the issue. We need to mobilize the iron that's stored in order to utilize it and make it work properly. So copper is a big step in doing this. So I already mentioned copper being the third most abundant trace mineral in the human body. Without copper, either things do not occur or occur at a severely reduced level. So everything from being an antioxidant, so we're talking about SOD, superoxide dismutase here, to absorbing iron poorly, to clotting poorly, to our skin. How about something as simple as wrinkles? Wrinkles happen because our skin loses its elasticity. Copper is needed to form strong collagen. A lot of people are supplementing with collagen, but not taking that extra copper at the same time. So we need copper in order to support that. And then also embryos. When we're creating a whole new system with uh, new bones, new joints, new ligaments, new skin, we need copper to support that new growth that's happening. Well, then I, I suppose this is safe also back to the pregnancy nursing thing. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> take so, the, so the RDI, so I can say this with copper, the RDI for a normal adult is 900 micrograms. But during pregnancy, it goes up to 1,000 micrograms. While you're breastfeeding, it goes up to 1,300 micrograms. So we definitely need more during those times. Why? Because we're supporting another life form. We're adding more into their diet. Right. Uh, past, again, mom to child. So this is an interesting fact that I heard. I still haven't been able to find these numbers yet, but I read somewhere, and I'm still trying to fact check this, that we are born with about a milligram of silver in our body and about 70 milligrams of copper in our body. Hmm. So I still haven't found the source for this. I'm still looking for this one, but I have heard that before. So I'm still looking. I'll, I'll find that out and hopefully I'll have a, a source for that at some point. But I haven't found the source, but that's the numbers that I've heard. And I'm looking for the information. So, but interesting how both silver and copper gets transformed from baby or from mother to baby. Right, right. Copper works through these cuproenzymes. Cuproenzymes, and this is very important for uh, the science geeks out there. It's all about structure and function. So the copper enzymes or cuproenzymes give a protein its structure. And now this is, we call it a lock and key mechanism a lot. We talk about this. It's got to be the perfect lock and the perfect key to work properly. But copper gives it its shape. Once it has the correct shape, it's got the right structure. Now it can have the correct function. So important, whether we're talking about bone and joint health, hair, skin and nails, cardiovascular, energy and metabolism, all those cuproenzymes, very important. Here's my geek out slide, if we can get into this, is ceruloplasmin is the cuproenzyme needed for copper transport and utilization. Lysyl oxidase, so important in collagen and elastin. Again, back to that wrinkles in the skin, uh, skin support, joint support. We want healthy, strong tendons, ligaments. Lysyl oxidase and the cross-linking of collagen and elastin is so important. Catechol oxidase for the synthesis of melanin. Now we're talking about protection from the sun's harmful UV rays. Is copper dependent because of this enzyme catechol oxidase? Superoxide. So like the sunscreen copper tone, which I don't think anyone should use because I'm sure it has um, bad things in it. Is that where the name comes from? I believe that's where it originally came from, but it all, could also be the copper coloring from a tan. Sure. Um, but I've thought about that one before, too, too, is that copper tone is, but there are so many chemicals in right. those. Right. So we're not advocating for that. I just yeah. <laughs> What I'm advocating is supplement with copper and it's a natural yep. sunscreen because you're creating melanin. You're supporting your melanin and the normal production of melanin. You're also supporting stopping premature graying or paling of the skin or hair. Oh, give me that. Yeah, I need that. <laughs> exactly. Don't we all need this? And this is where I catch most people is talking about wrinkles and healthy hair. And they're like, yeah, yeah give me some of that stuff. So superoxide dismutase is my favorite one. It's the most powerful antioxidant in the human body that we make. Um, and this is SOD1 is also called zinc copper SOD. And this is what I mentioned. If we're supplementing with so much zinc, but we're you not supplementing with copper, we're using up our copper stores, we now can't make this powerful antioxidant. 
We've got plenty of zinc, but not enough copper. Cytochrome C oxidase, very important for energy and uh, metabolism. What, they, what I don't remember from medical school or any time that I studied glycolysis is that complex four of the electron transport chain is magnesium and copper dependent. So very important to get copper to support energy metabolism and the breakdown of sugars in glycolysis. And the last one there, amino oxidase, so important in the metabolic pathways and the deamination. If you don't know what deamination is, that's pulling off part of a structure, an NH3, we're taking off an amine to make something. We're breaking down our amino acids so that they can become building blocks for other proteins. So copper is needed in the deamination of amino acids to support building other structures. It's so important, you can see, for the building of all types of things, whether we're talking about collagen, elastin, fibrin, proteins, they're all copper dependent. There's at least 90 different copper dependent pathways in the body, 14 major ones that we are very aware of that without, life doesn't work properly. Wonderful. I just wanted to go back to what you've said several times already, but just to clarify for the listeners, you've alluded to the fact that you know, we've been told to take zinc over the past several years to support our immune system. But I think what many patients don't realize is that you need to have a good ratio or balance of zinc and copper. Zinc can deplete copper. So essentially what you're saying here is that, yes, keep taking your zinc, but we also need to make sure we're supplementing with the copper to kind of bring those back into appropriate balance. I just wanted to clarify that for, for the yeah. listeners. Well, that's exactly it. And I'm going to throw some numbers at you really quick. So over the last several years, there's been a lot of 30 milligram or 50 milligram zinc supplements. Yep. That's yep. way more than we need. We need about 15, not 50. But now somebody's taking 50 over and over and over. You've got this zinc surplus. Not that it's bad, but you can only use so much. You can only absorb so much. You should be taking. And one of my keys is always consistency is take that 15 milligram every day, not that 50 milligram all the time. You know, you're, you're getting too much at that point. I wonder so why really companies don't just put the copper in with the zinc, but obviously your product is different. It's not a capsule. It's not that easy. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's a little different than that. And yeah. some actually, uh, yeah, is a lot of multivitamins contain both zinc and copper closer to the normal ratio. And that ratio, I just mentioned 15 milligrams of zinc. Most supplements are 15 milligrams of zinc and two milligrams of copper, which is almost the perfect ratio. Sure. Even though there's some arguments in the community, some people say it should be a 12 to one ratio. Yeah, five for 10 to, to one, 12 to one, 50. Yeah, close enough. Some yeah. as low as four to one. Um, I like closer to that average of about eight to 10 to one is where I like somewhere in the middle there. Sure. So very important to get that to supplement with that. If you're, at, if you're taking zinc, you should be taking copper. That cytokine storm again, we talked about. So we talked about it point of foci when we're talking about silver. But here with copper, we're talking about whole body. Think about the inflammation that's happening throughout a whole body. Copper with that antioxidant, that SOD, very important to reduce whole body inflammation. Bone and joint health, I can't, if I had to say one, I can't say one thing about copper. If I had two things to say about copper, Red blood cells, mm -hmm. so important in oxygen carrying. And then the second thing kind of sums up almost everything else is collagen. You need copper to support collagen, elastin, fibrin formation. Collagen makes up so much of our body, and it's very important to get each of those things in. So between supporting the red blood cells and supporting oxygen utilization and iron transport, just controlling inflammation also regulating zinc activity. So copper is a regulator of zinc. So zinc will promote healing, but maybe too fast healing and causing scarring. Copper helps to slow that down and balance it. So it does proper restorative, strong, healthy connective tissue are very important. Vitamin C we know is very important in collagen formation. Again, if you're taking vitamin C for collagen, if you're taking extra collagen, you should be taking copper as well to support that. Um, this is a, my favorite analogy that we have is think about bricks. If you put a pile of bricks together, another pile of bricks, you just pile them up and you push on it. 
it's just going to fall over. It's not strong. But now if you take mortar and put in between those bricks, now you build a wall. The mortar is the glue that holds the brick together. Copper is the glue that holds the collagen together. So copper forms these connections that supports this. So that's this cross-linking connection that the copper, the cuproenzymes are doing, the lysyl oxidase is helping to support to make strong, healthy collagen and elastin. Now think about this with our skin. Why does our skin wrinkle? Because it loses elasticity, okay? How about our vascular? I'm gonna jump to the next one. How about our vascular? Constriction, dilation. We need elasticity of our blood vessels. How about our heart that beats 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Elasticity. Heart disease is when our heart stiffens. Mm-hmm. Vascular disease is when our vessels stiffen. We need copper to support that elasticity. Again, collagen, elastin, fibrin, cross-linking, very important in all those pathways. Energy and metabolism, I already mentioned that one with the copper and how it is complex four of the, uh, the electron, electron transport chain in the mitochondria. I feel like I say it so much, I start <laughs> stumbling. Um, the other thing I loved here too is where silver was phase two glutathione-dependent detoxification, copper is phase one and actually supports normal detoxification. So copper helps support healthy liver and the elimination of other things from the body. So it's so important to support your liver. Hello, all you beautiful people. Eric Gray here with the Integrative Health and Hormone Clinic, Iowa's premier functional medicine clinic. Did you know that you can not only be a dedicated listener of the Your Longevity Blueprint podcast, but also a patient of the Integrative Health and Hormone Clinic? Yes, that's right. Join thousands of patients who have discovered the root cause of their fatigue, bloating, weight gain, or hormonal imbalance and are living their best life today. Just visit IHHclinic.com to fill out our new patient paperwork online and schedule a discovery call with myself to learn more about how we can help you. Also, I hear almost every day about how much you all love the podcast. So we'd appreciate it if you can spread that love by leaving a five-star review wherever you are listening. We appreciate you. Wellness is waiting, folks. Jumping into the excretion, um, I was taught during school that we should be worried about copper toxicity. Yeah, I I want you to hit on that because I have patients who are very concerned about that. Yeah. The only copper toxicity that I am aware of. Um, so first of all, there's two diseases that can happen. One is Wilson's disease, which is a genetic copper. Basically, we can't eliminate copper. And then Menke's disease or kinky hair disease, which usually happens in infants. So if you're an adult and you've made it this far and you've never heard of Wilson's disease or Menke's disease, you're probably copper. <laughs> there are only about 36,000 cases worldwide of Wilson's disease in a population of over 8 billion. That's like a 0.000 something percent chance of having Wilson's disease. I'll take my chances that I, you're likely copper deficient. The other place where I've heard that people are copper toxic is with a copper IUD. That's where and I've seen it. I've literally seen labs come back high in those patients and then they get the IUD removed and eventually the labs normalize. So I have, yeah, I've, I can say I've seen that. Yeah. So people that need, we still need, those people still need copper in their bodies. But it's about getting, again, the right form of copper. So where most other supplements are like a copper oxide or a copper carbonate, think about a easy to absorb copper that's going to get right into the body. It's both copper one and copper two. So now you're going to get both forms that the body needs and it facilitates the detoxification if you get it the right form. So copper can actually be beneficial to support even the copper toxicity in the correct form. Copper, just like silver, is excreted in our normal fecal matter. So according to the U.S., the FDA says that amount of copper fecal excretion is estimated to be about the same as daily consumption, between 1 and 1.5. The most recent numbers I read was the average person gets between 1.2 and 1.3 milligrams of copper today. But let's look back at that early slide. We only absorb 30 to 40%. So even if we're getting it in, 
we're only absorbing 30 to 40 percent. Now we're getting maybe three to 400 micrograms, but the RDI is 900 micrograms. So most people are getting less than half. Uh, another number that I heard, um, uh, Jason Hamel's book, The Copper Revolution, says 81% of people get less than two-thirds of the normal copper intake. So that means the average person is getting yeah. less than 600 micrograms when we need at least 900 micrograms. So now supplementing with just a little bit can be beneficial. Sure. But now, hold on, let's move forward again. Brand new information as of January 17th of this year, the European Food and Safety Authority has come out and said that there is no retention of copper, no copper toxicity with up to five milligrams per day. So you'd have to be eating a ton of copper and drinking a ton of water with through copper pipes to get anywhere close to that five milligrams per day. You got to be eating liver for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. How many people eat liver out there? It's like, I can't even tell you the last time I had liver. Actually, I can tell you. My wife made it for, I think it was about <laughs> almost two and a half years ago was the last time I had liver. I'm not a big liver fan, so I'll take my copper supplement. <laughs> so so important that we have taught this fear of copper, but it's actually a deficiency, again, on the other side that we need to look at. So, so important, silver, copper. I know I've taken a bunch of time now. Do we need to talk more about dosing? Got yes, that was my last question was, yes, dosing. And kind of what, again, differentiates your copper. Like, this is in a glass bottle, not plastic. Like, yeah. definitely differentiate that. And let's talk dosing too, please. Yes. Let me talk about silver really quick. I'll go through the silver. And actually, I'll talk about the company real quick is sure. just sovereignty. I mentioned that at the beginning. It's about yep. health sovereignty. It's about the freedom to choose. If you want to choose to take a medication, I'm all for that. I'm all for your freedom to choose that. If you want to choose a supplement, I'm all for that freedom as well. So it's not only a freedom, but a responsibility for your own health, I think is very important and that we need to talk about. But we should be allowed to make our own choices and be free when it comes to our bodies. Um, so our vision is to create these supplements that are the finest, purest, cleanest out there to support natural health. These are our facilities in Florida. Uh, this is where I'm at right now, actually, uh, Sarasota, Florida, NSF GMP certified. We are above and beyond everything when it comes to safety, efficacy, and purity. Very pure, very clean products out there. Why are Genton 23? So I'm talking about our silver specifically now, professional strength, all of our products, the Argentin, the Sovereign Silver, the Copper. But why Argentin, why Sovereign Silver? I'm going to talk about why our silver. I'm going to sum it up very quickly. Four Ps, purity, particle size, parts per million, and positive charge. If you're comparing silvers, that's what we're looking at. So purity, silver should be only two ingredients. Um, we've actually got a statement from the uh, former director of the Department of Toxicology with the FDA uh, that says that our product will not cause Argeria and that our finished product quality, purity, safety, and efficacy are parallel, if not superior to those of major pharmaceutical companies. That we go above and beyond, that we are doing everything the correct way. This again, don't make your own at home. Trust somebody with state-of-the-art labs that can do it very well. So only two ingredients, 99.999% pure silver. That's five nines pure. That means there's no impurities. Our water, ultra purified USB 24 quality water. So that means it is cleaner, no impurities, always in glass bottles, always a dark amber glass bottle to protect it from light. But now glass also protects it from any plasticizers, any plastic particles. Silver can actually break down some of the plastics. So if it's in a plastic bottle, I steer away from it. All right. Very important there. Why not plastic? Plastic's cheaper. It's lighter. Also doesn't break as easy, but you're losing quality when you put it into that. My favorite slide that we talk about is right here is this a picture's worth a thousand words. It's comparing us to other companies under transmission electron microscope. I mentioned the word colloidal silver. Uh, colloidal silver is what most people are familiar with, and that's really about size. From a colloid down to a hydrosol, we're comparing gravel to sand. The importance there is about the surface area. If you've got a particle that's this big, 
All of this in the middle is not being utilized, but the outer portion that comes in contact is what's active. Decrease the size, you now got greater surface area. In the same amount of particle, greater surface area means greater efficacy. So it's so important to get that smaller size to get the efficacy. So you're essentially saying that your silver particle size is way smaller than a colloid. So Correct. your silver size is saying, the slide is saying for the listeners that it, the, the silver particles are as small as 0.8 nanometers, That's way correct. smaller yep. than a colloid. Yeah. Yeah. Colloids, I, th I believe it's uh, anything below 100 nanometer is considered a nanoparticle, but colloids can actually be much bigger. So we're much smaller than any colloidal silver. So we're actually considered a bioactive silver hydrosol. So all hydrosols are a type of colloid, but not all colloids are small enough to be a hydrosol. Okay, so very important there. And again, picture's worth a thousand words. So once you've got the purity, now you've got the correct particle size. Yep. Now you can go lower parts per million. Now we get into that Goldilocks zone that's safe, but still effective. Yep. And now you get that repeated dosing as well. So purity, particle size, parts per million. And my last one there, positive charge. Our product is greater than 98% positively charged particles. What's important here is that's what makes it active. That positive charge, I mentioned this earlier, being drawn to the slight negative charge of a pathogenic particle or a biofilm. Mm -hmm. So, so important, greater 98% efficacy. Now, think about basic physics, like charges repel each other. That's how ours stays that nice, even distribution versus others that might be 10 to 20% positive charge will conglomerate. Even if they start out small, they'll lump back together and you get clumping in other products. All right, dosing. Here's our dose that we wanted to talk about and hit on daily maintenance, a teaspoon, up to three teaspoons if you're immune building. For long-term support, up to five teaspoons per day. Short-term support, up to seven teaspoons per day. So hitting it while you're during waking hours, every couple of hours with a teaspoon, yep. supporting that immune system, very important. When I'm not feeling well, I'm doing it orally as a teaspoon. I'm doing it in my nose and I'm nebulizing all at the same time to support all the different pathways and get as much as I can to be beneficial. And because we know the safety, purity and efficacy of the product, I'm willing to do even more than that. And even at seven teaspoons a day, of the 10 part per million, you're talking 350 micrograms. So you're still well below the lowest observed adverse event level. Now jump to the 23 part per million, you're still within that great range. So very important that repeated dosing to support overall health. Our gut health protocol, I mentioned that the ounce of silver with an ounce of aloe to get into the intestines, you wanna heal up the intestines, but also very important with this, taking that probiotic at night. So you're killing off pathogenic bacteria, but also supplementing with beneficial bacteria and healing up the gut, but also supporting the normal bacteria of the gut. And I want to Top add to that because I have used that protocol many times with patients. So when you're getting aloe juice, you want to get like an organic, no sugar aloe juice. <laughs> and then we're, the reason they're combining silver with aloe is that the silver could be destroyed. It's not going to make it it could be destroyed by stomach acid. So the aloe is more of a delivery agent to get it down into the gut. Aloe is also just great for gut health in general. But to my understanding, that's partially why we mix it with the aloe so that it, can, it can get far enough down. That's exactly right. Yeah. If you're just drinking it, you're going to get most of the absorption into the mouth, again, mm -hmm. into the esophagus, into the stomach, the mucosal associated lymph tissue. But if you want to get the silver directly, again, point of fossa, you want to get it into the intestines. The aloe helps to coat it to get it into the intestines so you can get that ultimate healing there in the intestines. And then aloe is just amazing as a soothing, uh, beneficial healing yep. herb in the intestines. Yep. Our bodies are naturally designed to handle stress, detoxify chemicals, and preserve cell function. But when the burden increases, those naturally built-in systems can't keep up with demand and we start to experience physiological changes in our bodies. What causes that burden to increase? Unfortunately, a whole list of things, including common modern lifestyle habits like poor dietary choices, lack of sleep, abundance of stress, exposure to chemicals, and exercise extremes, just to name a few. 
To protect ourselves from this oxidative stress, our bodies are forced to use up stores of the master antioxidant glutathione, and this works for a while. But when those stores become used up, however, our body doesn't have enough antioxidant capacity to protect itself, allowing the stress to our body's systems to cause lasting damage. That's why I recommend many of my patients take glutathione daily to help protect their natural reserves, support full detoxification capacity, and help keep their immune systems functioning at full strength. Use code glutathione for 10% off at yourlongevityblueprint.com. Now, back to the show. And then next is our first aid gel. Um, so our first aid gel uh, is actually a homeopathic. So no other topical first aid. Anywhere that you'd use a petroleum-based antimicrobial, I would use a silver. Uh, I mentioned the burn, uh, my wife's aunt. I used it topically while I was healing after a surgery. I actually literally just cut my finger on Friday last. Oh, it's been almost a week now, and it's almost healed. I've been putting silver on it. I beat up my finger really bad the other day, put silver on it immediately. It soothed it and it felt great. Been hitting it with all kinds of silver, but silver first aid gel, absolutely amazing. And go back to that. Sorry, really quick. I know you're you're probably trying to wrap up here, but I want to just read off all these uses because literally we, my, my four and a half year old is conditioned to ask for silver anytime he gets hurt because he starts crying, mom, blood, blood, get the silver, get the silver. So that's awesome. So if he has a bug bite, if he scrapes his knee, whatnot, which little kids, they get hurt, right? So this slide literally says this can be used for cuts, scrapes, minor wounds, minor burns, sunburn, razor burn, rashes, diaper rash, skin irritation, sores, ulcerations, itching, blisters, bug bites, any sort of skin eruptions, even acne, eczema, psoriasis, herpes, and shingles. And we've had tons of patients use this for shingles and acne as well. So lots of applications for the topical gel. And I love that the gel dries. Liquid's great, but this is like a, a gel that it's soothing and cooling, but it also, it just, it will dry on the skin, which is great. Exactly. And I tell people when they put it on is don't rub it in, is leave it kind of thick. You want to spread it, but don't don't rub it in. So amazing stuff. Again, no residue, no odor because it's water-based. It doesn't sting. It won't sting your clothes. When I'm at shows, I actually spray it right onto my coat and rub it in. And is people are like, oh, isn't gonna ruin it. I'm like, no, I do it all the time. And it's it's silver. It's actually antimicrobial. So it's absolutely amazing for all kinds of things. And think that um, re- that cooling, that calming, yep. bug bites. Oh my gosh, I can't believe how amazing this is on bug bites. Yep. Absolutely incredible. The nasal spray, again, we talked about this, the relieve and thin the mucus, um, support, you know, inflammation, so many things. Again, wash your nose. We wash our hands all the time. Why don't we wash our noses more? And drug-free. No alcohol. It's not drying. Same with the silver, the gel as a hand sanitizer. All the alcohol-based sanitizers that we've used over the last several years that dried out hands, silver's antimicrobial. Why not rub it in on your hands too and yeah, support yeah. that? Some a little bit of brand support and talking about how this works. Silver versus MRSA, 99.99% kill rate in three minutes. We talked about how effective it can be. 88 times more effective, same amount as vancomycin. Um, very important. So with silver, the key takeaways, no immune, immune product has a longer history of use, over 2,400 years. Bioactive silver hardisol, argentin-23 sovereign silver are the safest, most effective form of silver ever developed. Silver is also the only immune product that also supports its healing. So healing and decreased scarring, and nothing has a broader range of uses. So how about the copper? So our company started almost 25 years ago, 1999, and we became the number one selling brand of silver because of that safety, purity, and efficacy in 2005. Argentin 23 came around about the same time. Jumping into 2021 is when we came out with our copper. Four-in-one benefits, so we talk about bone and joint health, hair, skin, and nails, cardiovascular and energy and metabolism, I also want to throw in that red blood cell and collagen formation. So important in there. Slow the aging process. Support healthy skin. Copper supports that flexible arteries, the cartilage, the tissues, builds the elasticity. Red blood cell production, iron utilization, very important. Key takeaway from this whole thing, safe, pure, effective is what we want to do. It's not about just silver, just copper. It's the right form of silver. It's the right form of copper 
the best absorption, the best utilization, already in a liquid form. So it's easy to absorb and easy to use. We need to talk about the dose of copper still. Oh, we're just about there. Okay. okay. Sovereign Copper is the only product that has both Copper 1 and Copper 2. Health Canada has actually classified it as Copper helps form red blood cells, maintains normal iron transport in the body, helps produce and repair connective tissue, and as a factor in overall good health. And here is that copper slide you've been waiting for. (laughs) Tablespoon daily, at least a tablespoon. So even if you're doing tablespoon, that's only one-sixth of the RDI. So if you think you're already getting some in your food, getting one-sixth of it in this pure form is going to support the normal processes. Jumping up to two tablespoons a day for a longer term or three for a short term. Even at three tablespoons, you're only getting half of the RDI. So you're getting half from your food, but you're getting half from your supplement. So So very important. So for the listeners, from a maintenance standpoint, again, the one tablespoon, but if someone has joint pain, like let's say they really are using this to treat their joint pain, is that going to be more the short-term support, like the three tablespoons a day? That's where I would jump up to, especially in the short term, go up to three tablespoons a day until you're starting to feel better. And then now you're feeling better, back it down to the two, back it down to the one. The pain comes back, jump back up to the three. So it's not an always dosage. Also, my surgery that I had is I was taking copper for the collagen repair, for the skin repair that's happening there with the wound. So I was using silver topically and then taking copper orally to support the wound healing. That's great. I I think before you also told me, because I was asking, well, what do you take? How much do you take on a daily basis? Do you take one followed by the other, the silver and then the copper? I often... Because I'm at the place that we make it and I have access to it all the time, we actually have it on tap here in our office. Oh, wow. That's great. I can actually walk by and I'll pour my (laughs) spoon of silver when I get in in the morning. I'll pour my tablespoon of copper. And uh, I actually, I do more of the, right now, again, I'm still healing. I'm almost two months out of surgery. Sure. But I'm doing the three tablespoon plus is I'm going a little bit higher even because I'm really supporting that wound healing right now. Yep. And uh, the silver, I often forget about the silver. I'm more on the copper right now, but I try to do the silver frequently, um, at least once a day, just that maintenance, if not two to three times a day. And literally, if you, I, I wish I could show you my camera right now, but I've got a gel, I've got a dropper, I've got the nasal spray right in front of me, right in front of my computer. So I come in, I turn on my computer, check my emails. While my computer's booting up, I do the nasal spray every morning. Yeah, yeah. It's become my habit. I sit down, I turn on my computer, I spray my nose. <laughs> yeah. Talking to people every day. Just like you brush Walking. your teeth, you spray your nose. Yep, that's good. Exactly. I actually keep them in the bathroom at my house. I've got one in the kitchen, one in the bathroom. I think I got one on the bed stand next to the bed. Um, is wherever I think about it or when I think about it, I want it at hand so I can just do a quick spray and I'm good to go. Love it, love it, love it. Any any final thoughts that you want to share with us or did you get most of it? In I think I, like- <laughs> I, I did that as quickly as I could. I'm sorry if I went long, but no, it's, it's fine. I, there's so much information and there's so many, and we just barely scratched the surface too. There are so many aspects of silver and copper out there that we could talk about and just continue on and on. And I feel like I say the same things all the time, but it all comes back to the same thing is support your immune system, mm-hmm. support your your body, your collagen with copper is support normal factors and eat healthy and take care of yourself. That could be your top longevity tip, which I'm about to ask you. But first, tell us where listeners can find you. So our company is located in Sarasota, Florida, and you can find us online at SovereignSilver.com. Uh, also, Argentin23.com. Uh, you can check us out. We're available on Amazon. We're available in many stores. You mentioned I love natural grocers. I love Sprouts, all the natural food stores. Uh, I believe we're in GNC and uh, vitamin shops and a lot of those as well. That's the retail line. If you want the Argentin23, the professional line, you have to come Perfect. to our clinic. No. <laughs> come see but Dr. Yes, Stephanie yes. Gray at her clinic to or yep. get your Argentin23. Wonderful. Okay. Tell us lastly, your top longevity tip. 
My top longevity tip, I guess, if I had to say anything, it goes back to my tree analogy. It's be prepared is work ahead of time is we can't change what we did yesterday, but we can be better today. And I tell people all the time is I don't ever plan on being perfect. I'm not perfect. I can't be perfect. I can be good at things, but I'm not perfect. But be better. Eat better today than you did yesterday. Eat better tomorrow than you did today. Take more supplements than you did yesterday. Support your health more than you did yesterday. Be better today than you were yesterday. And then continue improving and be better a little bit every day. And you'll get there. Love it. Those baby steps. Well, thank you so much today for coming on the show and sharing all the history and science of silver and copper use. They are both no doubt something that we all need to be taking on a daily basis. So thank you for being our expert on these topics today. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. And everybody out there, thanks for listening. And uh, thank you, Dr. Gray. It was such a pleasure being here today. There's a reason why we've carried natural immunogenics products for over a decade. They are safe and effective. Copper 2 has so many amazing benefits as he mentioned today. It supports strong, flexible arteries, cartilage, and tissue. It builds collagen. It absorbs iron for aid in red blood cell production. It helps produce cellular energy. And it acts as an antioxidant to fight free radical damage supporting cardiovascular health. I need to start taking this more consistently, that's for sure. We have references again to support everything he mentioned today. And lastly, let us know if you have questions and reference this podcast for 10% off a one-time silver or copper purchase at the clinic. Be sure to check out my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. And if you aren't much of a reader, you're in luck. You can now take my course online where I walk you through each chapter in the book. Plus, for a limited time, the course is 50% off. Check this offer out at yourlongevityblueprint.com and click the course tab. One of the biggest things you can do to support the show and help us reach more listeners is to subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I do read all the reviews and would truly love to hear your suggestions for show topics, guests, and for how you're applying what you've learned on the show to create your own longevity blueprint. This podcast is produced by Team Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, wellness is waiting. The information provided in this podcast is educational. No information provided should be considered to be or used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult with your personal medical authority.